0: You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Today we'll be discussing the use and experience with phosphor storage plate digital imaging, commonly referred to as PSP technology. Our guest is Dr. Juan Yepes, a dentist and a physician with an extensive educational and teaching background nationally and internationally. Dr. Yepes is an associate professor in the Department of Pediatric Dentistry at Indiana University School of Dentistry in Indianapolis, Indiana. His research and teaching interests are in the area of oral medicine, oral radiology, and oral pathology in children. Dr. Yepes, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk.
1: Thank you, Phil. So happy to be here talking to you and sharing a little bit of my experience working with children and radiology.
0: Yeah, and you do have uh, quite an extensive resume. We didn't read all of it uh, on this podcast, but uh, if our listeners want to look you up, there's an extensive resume available uh, on Dr. Yeppe's educational background, which is just quite amazing how many degrees and studying that you did and in specialization in, in the field of dental medicine. Um, so what is your thought process or what was your thought process on why you chose PSP technology when you made that transfer from film to digital?
1: Well, to answer the question, and, and by the way, thank you for the nice introduction. I really appreciate that. It's a lot of years, or so years of sacrifice and, and working hard, so I really appreciate your introduction. Um, to answer your question, let me I just move a little bit more back before I go into the decision of PSP or plates. As a pediatric dentist, I work with children, and children are more radiosensitive than anybody else which means that we need to be careful when we are using radiation. We need to be careful when we are taking radiographs. We need to have a clear justification. Yes, we know that, but working with children, we need to be clearly more special because we know they are more sensitive to radiation. They are more susceptible to the damage or more susceptible to the effects of radiation in the living tissues, in the cells, and everything else. So um, as a pediatric dentist, I run my practice and I work teaching here on the university. And we quite often, we use radiographs and we take radiographs in children. And uh, you can imagine we are using radiographs because we want to obtain very critical information who is going to help us to define the treatment plan. When we work with the little ones, when we work with children, I struggle over the years trying to take radiographs with sensors or direct radiology or direct sensors, and and one of the issues with the sensors is, yes, even using the smallest available size, it's still difficult to place in the mouth of a four-year-old or three-year-old or five-year-old patient, and what happened is, even if you can place it in the mouth, there is some possibility that you are going to retake it, and as you know, and everybody knows who is listening to this podcast, retakes means more radiation to the patient, So a few years ago, I decided I am going to switch to the phosphor plate technology or indirect digital radiology. And there is no question that it really improved uh, the compliance from the patient. The phosphor plates are smaller, almost the same size that the traditional films that we used years ago and uh, easy to place in the mouth, comfortable for the patient. And at the end, using the phosphor plates, we really decrease the amount of retakes. It is important to remember retakes are always waiting for us in, in a in a active dental practice. We're supposed to follow the number of retakes and sometimes the patients move, sometimes a couple of other issues can happen that we need to retake the film. But with the sensors Clearly, the amount of retakes was much higher than I was expecting.
0: What do you think are the main reasons why there are less retakes with PSP?
1: Because they are more bulky. They are more difficult to place correctly in the patient's mouth, especially working with children. Um, and because they are more bulky, the kids have the tendency to be afraid to close. For example, if you are going to take bite wings, as you know, we need to have the patient to close. So using the bulky sensors, even using the smallest size, it's challenge for the patient to keep it in the mouth. It's challenge for the assistant to place it correctly. And then at the end, you can end it up, or I used to end it up, taking more films that I really needed.
0: You started with film, regular traditional film, and that's... And we know now that digital radiography is approximately what, 50% less radiation required to get a similar quality image in that range?
1: 40 to 50%. Okay.
0: Yeah, 40 to 50%. 40 to 50% mm-hmm. less. And, and the difference between the decrease in exposure using sensor versus PSP, is there any?
1: It's about the same. Um, the amount of radiation that you needed. When you are going to expose a sensor or when you are going to expose uh, phosphor plates, it's about the same radiation. Now, obviously, if you are using digital radiology, either sensors or phosphor plates, you need to adjust the settings of the X-ray machine according to the particular sensor or phosphor plate that you are using. Because if you keep taking the radiographs with the same settings that you use for traditional conventional films, you probably are using a high radiation, or in other words, you are using more radiation than you needed. Right Now, what happened is, digital radiology, even if you take the film with a higher radiation, which means you gave more, more radiation to the patient, you can adjust the contrast of the film using your mouse and looking at the screen of your computer. But at the end, you took that film using higher kilovoltage, or KVP. So to go back to the question, when you use phosphor plates or when you use sensors, you need lead radiation to generate the image. And that's something that I keep telling all the users of digital radiology, that they need to adjust the settings according to the particular system that they are using. Because if they continue using the same settings that they used to have when they used traditional films, You probably are using more radiation than the radiation that you really needed. Right.
0: So that's a huge advantage to go on a digital solution. But then you made the change from sensor to PSP because your original jump was from traditional film to sensor, correct? And then that's that's correct? Right. And then you made the jump to PSP. So the jump to PSP wasn't really because a dramatic change in the amount of radiation exposure to the patient, because as we just discussed, it's it's pretty similar. Your main concern was the comfort, right? Just the comfort and the retakes. I, I guess in a sense, though, if there's less retakes, then there is less exposure from that standpoint.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's interesting because it really, in this situation, comfort means less retakes. Less retakes means I am delivering lead radiation to my patients.
0: Mm-hmm. So tell us about workflow. How, how is the use of PSP technology affect the daily activity in the uh, radiology area of your practice?
1: Well, the workflow is related with the assistant or the office staff who is helping you to take the radiographs. Why is it so critical? Because when you are using a system that is well accepted by the patient, and remember, majority of my patients are children, when you are using a system that is well accepted because there is more comfort, It's easy to place in the mouth. So the workflow of the office is a lot more smoother. It's easier for the staff to place the sensors, the phosphor plates in the mouth. It's easier for the staff to take it out of the mouth and take it to the processing station. And then it will take minutes before I can see the radiographs over my computer screen. So workflow using phosphor plates is extremely convenient. When you work in an office and you use a system who is going to cause a lot of retakes, sometimes for the office members and the staff members, it's difficult to keep going and keep going and keep going until they get the film that they believe is the appropriate film for what the dentist is asking. So the workflow is smooth. We take the patient in my particular office. We have a radiology suite. I take the patient to the radiology suite. I use all the radiograph the radiology protection that we're supposed to use. I use rectangular collimation, which is a critical component of be effective in terms of using radiation. In my office, it's mandatory to use the position devices. In some places, it's called the XCP, which help you to position correctly the uh, collimator with the film. We use the phosphor plates and then The assistant will pull it out of the mouth, put it in the processing station. I use ScanX, and then the image will be available on my computer after a few minutes.
0: So you mentioned the ScanX, and that's by Air Techniques. What is it about that system that you like versus other systems on the market?
1: I try different systems. When I took the decision, together with my associate, to move into phosphor plates, we look at different systems in the market. We look at different processing stations, talk with different colleagues, and then in one dental meeting, which I don't remember exactly which dental meeting, but I had the opportunity to walk around the Air Techniques stand and booth, and I went through the products, and then based on comments from some of my colleagues and my own experience that day, I decided to go with the ScanX, which honestly, from the beginning, I love it, and I love it for different reasons. Number one, the integration of the ScanX with my electronic health records was extremely easy. We all have, as a dentist, I'm sure we you have it, and everybody, we have an IT person who is the one who helped us with the technology. And when I brought the system into the office, the ScanX, my IT, I remember he just scratched the head and said, well, I hope that it's going to be easy to connect into my electronic health records. He just gave me kind of a bad... Um, what is the best way to say, kind of a bad eye. And, <laughs> and really, the process of the connection of the Scanx into my electronic health records was pretty much minutes. Um, we we connect the system pretty easy into my records, and uh, I start to use the system pretty much the same day that the box arrived to my office. What is the electronic record keeping system that you use? Yes, I use Dentrix Ascend. Okay, Dentrix it's Ascend. A, it, okay. Yes, it's a cloud-based system, mm-hmm. and. Um,
0: Henry Schein, general, sells that, yeah.
1: Yes, and, and, and honestly, I thought that I was scared that maybe something in the connection interface between the system and Dentrix Ascend, something will happen, but at the end, it was a very smooth connection. We didn't have any issues. And then, this is also one of the things that I love it, uh, the ergonomics, you know, the, the design of the ScanX is a pretty easy, it's intuitive Sometimes I belong to the group of humans that sometimes we don't read the instructions uh, and spend hours looking at the instructions. I just went into, and it was easy for me to understand how it works. I immediately, the same day, I had a meeting with all my staff, and we went over the steps. We went over uh, the use of the phosphor plates, the positioning them out, the use of the position of devices. And then that same day, we start to use the phosphor plates, and I start to use the ScanX to process the plate, and no problems whatsoever.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. It's nice to adopt a new system where the learning curve is minimal and you're up and running very quickly because the practice depends on it. And I'm sure your IT guy likes you now. He must be smiling all the time when he sees you in the hallway, right? Uh,
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. I still, in my office, I still have one sensor. And, and the question is, well, my office is primarily phosphoroplates, but I need to really share with you that I still have in one sensor because sometimes what happens is in adult patients or special needs patients that we need to just put the film, haul it and get the film uh, in some particular situations. I think so. The sensor actually help us also to get a quick film. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still have it in my radiation suite. I mentioned that in my office I have just a place dedicated to radiology. I am still have one sensor, which I probably use the sensor about 5% of the time. It's interesting because in my office it's mandatory to keep a log book of the retakes. Since I opened my office and I do the same here at the hospital, every time that the dental assistant or the person who is taking the films, they need to retake the film, they need to write that in a book, and they need to write the date, they need to write the patient name, and they need to write the reason. And we code the reasons. We have five different codes, like code 01 is patient move. So what happened is, because I keep the logbook, every month I review the retakes, and every month I go over my staff members who are responsible to taking the radiographs. As soon as we start to use the phosphor plates, It was just amazing the decrease in the number of retakes. We mentioned at the beginning, less retakes, less radiation to the most sensitive population which is children.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, there's no question about it. I mean, you know, you can make a comparison to taking impressions. You know, when you take an impression for a crown, every single dentist wants to make sure they get that impression right the first time because a retake is just, you know, it's a pain. It slows the the whole workflow process. It's a buzzkill. You know, it takes all the enthusiasm out of the staff is, do, is doing retakes. So, yes,
1: and also, Doctor, I'm sorry, Dr. Klein, but uh, remember in pediatric dentistry or working with children, you have the child sitting, but also you have someone else watching At what are you doing. Right. So you have the parent, you have, you have the mom, you have the dad, and they are active-looking. Uh, it's interesting. Every time that I need to take radiographs with children, I ask the parents if they want to stay in the operatory, or if they want to come with me and observe what we are going to do. Guess mm-hmm. what, Dr. Plain? 99% of the time, parents, they look at me and say, no way, I will go with you. So they never stay in the operatory. Right. So it's interesting because when you, as you mentioned, related with the impressions, imagine if you start to do a lot of retakes, parents are fully aware of that because they are next to you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and at some point you need to go and say, you know what, enough is enough, let's don't take any more and, and then you need to look for different alternatives. So I mean you're in a pediatric practice, but I think this
0: also applies to adults, right? I mean Yes, uh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the lower radiation is maybe more critical with the younger patients. But in general, I don't know of any patients that would be happy to have something redone whether it's an x-ray or an impression. so That's right. we're, We're going to be talking about image area, diagnostic image area in our next podcast with Dr. Yepes. So I'm excited about that. Dr. Yepes, thank you so much for this
1: episode, and we'll talk to you soon on the next one. I really, really want to thank you for this invitation, and I appreciate that very much. Thank you so much.